0: Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online.
1: Hello, welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast by Wales Online. I'm Ben James. Today I'm joined by Matthew South, coming and out of the health. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning.
2: Good, good, good morning. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. It's 20 past 10. <laughs> hey, Matthew's normally not up at this time of day. <laughs> Me? Not him. I was going to say. Ben.
1: This is good stuff for the podcast. Um, yeah. Well done, Ben. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stars me to go on. Yeah,
1: so it's, it's Judgment Day this week, boys. Yes. Um,
2: looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you well, know, it's a huge game, isn't it? The first game, so much riding on it. Shootout for the uh, Champions Cup playoff place between the Ospreys and Cardiff Blues. And there's a, obviously a little bit uh, extra isn't it? The excitement in the build-up as well. Gareth Anscombe having signed for the Ospreys for next weekend, for next season, and the Blues saying he's going to play this weekend.
0: Yeah, it's great. I, <laughs> I've always been a big fan of Judgment Day, anyway. Uh, I know it perhaps Rugs rubs uh, season ticket holders up the wrong way, and you know there are always ways that they can improve it to look after those guys a bit better because obviously they're the most loyal fans. But I love the concept. It, you know, it, you know pretty much. Can fill the stadium. You know, you're getting about sixty thousand there. It's normally a good atmosphere, particularly um, for the Ospreys Blues game. Uh, it can be a little bit flat for the other one, um, but yeah, looking forward to it. It's always a good day, um, and like you said, there's plenty riding on the on the uh, the Ospreys Blues game. So yeah, there is.
1: And um, Andy, you touched on it there. I suppose the big dilemma for John Mulville this week was whether to pick Gareth Anscombe or not, considering that he has signed a contract with the enemy who we will be facing this uh, weekend
2: yeah that's right because he made the right decision though saying he's
1: going to pick
2: him uh, well he says he's going to pick him so you know you take him at his word Uh, personally myself I wouldn't have picked him because I just think he's supposed to be the lad in an invidious position Uh, Big word it's for a me. know
1: what? Word. Word. Eh? What did I say?
2: Invidious. <laughs> in position. Because <laughs> of. Uh, Swallow, swallowed a dictionary for <laughs> <in the> breakfast. <laughs> oh, oh. Garathans comes in a no win situation. Uh, if he's a. Uh, I'm told he'd be taking the goal kicks. Uh, if he has a penalty near the end to uh, win it for the Blues, he kicks that penalty. That means his next employer, the Ospreys, are, uh, Playing in the second tier European competition next um, season. So is he. So is he. (laughs) Challenge Cup as a player and and as a region where they want to be in the Champions Cup. So say he missed that kick, Blues fans are going to be going nuts, blaming Ghanistan, scum, say, oh, you did it on purpose or whatever. And and the Ospreys fans, if he puts it over, would be unhappy that he's confined uh, them to watching that, like we just said, Challenge Cup next season. Uh, You know, and the Ospreys didn't exactly take that. uh, uh, take on that tournament with any intent this uh, this uh, campaign so uh, I just think it's a really awkward situation for the boy he cannot win he
1: be doing
2: the goal kicking then well, that's what uh, um, Melville said yesterday and he talked him up as a great professional etc cetera, etc cetera, and he says it could be the Gareth Anscombe show this weekend <laughs> <laughs> so putting more pressure on him <laughs> uh.
0: but uh, I take your point you know, it is it is awkward for, for Anscombe um, I think it'd be different if it was a prop but yeah, well, he, he's in a key position yeah, he's he got a key yeah, role he is but you know like you said I think if they had any doubts about him they wouldn't they, they'd pull him no questions asked they'd, they'd be well within their rights to do so they could make him you know it, it's an easy out for them to do it mm. um, but if Malvahill is backing him like that then his head must be in the right place um, and he goes out and, and not, does his best you know he's I think you you can't really question that he's going to do that. Um, there's professional integrity and things like that to consider. And I would urge fans on Saturday to bear that in mind. Uh, I don't for one second, and I don't think anybody should believe that he goes out there to, to the detriment of Cardiff Blues or to do anything less than, than his best, pretty much. Um, and like I said, if, if Mulvihill had any doubts, you wouldn't pick him. Um, I suppose the only thing is, would you would you pick him at fly half? Would you pick him
2: at fullback? I back? think he's going to be fullback, and full Jared back. Evans is going to be uh, outside half. Uh, is that I was think the thinking we got there yesterday? Is right. that a tactical? Is that a tactical decision? Well, if you look at their record this season, I, 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 when they both played, I think Anskam has only started four times at outside half when Jared Evans has been available. So they they are clearly see their best team is both of them fitting both yeah. of them in the side and that is part of the reason why he's leaving the Blues for the Ospreys because he wants yeah. to play number 10 regularly
0: my only my only, d- my only, doubt about the whole thing right is if he just so happens to have a bad game you know if he, if he, if he doesn't if he doesn't have his best day at the office because yeah. you know, as these as, things yeah. can happen it's going it it's it's to gonna, it's going to be ugly isn't it yeah like and as that's as what I'm, I'm saying to like you would urge fans to just yeah. remember that these guys are professionals and they take pride in their work and and if he does have a bad game then, it, then I see your point on that, it, yeah, it, it that that's,
2: my, that's my concern I would never doubt his professionalism uh, uh, but I would, you know I, I just think he could be left in a real really awkward situation with, with supporters if you know he had a bad game Yeah, I can remember a Welsh Cup final Ponybreed against uh, Swansea Neil Jenkins the world's greatest goal kicker probably in history and he had a nightmare with a boot and uh, before that, he'd like kicked thirty in a row. Yeah. But these things happen. You can yeah. have an off day. Yeah. I just hope it don't happen to Gareth Anscombe if he's playing on Saturday. Yeah. Everything goes well for it for him, and the best team wins.
1: Well, I'm a little surprised that if Jared start in 10 then letting Jared start off taking the kicks. Because then, if it if it goes wrong for Jared, you can call upon Gareth, and it, mm. he's in a slightly better position then, isn't he? Because Charo's hmm. already had a bit of an off day so it, it, it feels natural going to go out to take the Then I'm surprised that they're not doing that
2: yeah but you can understand that, uh, if they feel that uh, Kazan's comes a man in position the kick in Jersey and uh, um, if you're going to play him you've got to give him full responsibility Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. I guess even if they didn't pick him in the starting lineup, they would when you look at their squad they would have had to add him on the bench I suppose the other thing on that as well
0: is like Anticum is say 85% goal kicker this is a big game you know, oh it's uh, a huge pressure yeah, game yeah, this, it it could really, this could be really so, close like you said if, you, if you're going to pick him and he kicks at 85% and I don't know what Jared Evans I'm looking at the Pro 14 website now and Jared Evans doesn't feature among the better kickers in the league Hanscom does so you know I think that's that's why they've done it a lot of those kicks running Cork and Galway in the last couple of weeks as well in the, in the wind yeah you kicked well in
2: Galway he did yeah yeah. and the other thing of course for them to beat the Ospreys they needed uh, to really performing the backs so you need your best players yeah. on a pitch I guess what they think because you know also, there's face facts the Ospreys are going to come there and they're going to try and do a job on a Blues pack mm-hmm. which is the Blues I like can easily heal <laughs> that's <laughs> my <more> good, <answer. laughs> good effort Um. yeah that, that's
1: that's the other big thing isn't it it's, it is truly judgment day this weekend in terms of the Blues and the Ospreys
2: well yeah when well, it takes all isn't it it but it gives them a shot again in a Champions Cup, the winner. Yeah. Yeah, so it is, isn't it? It's well, uh, win yeah. or bust, isn't it? It's win or you robust.
0: Yeah, well, like, which competition do you want to be playing in? Yeah, this, the Ospreys. For, for all, well, and the Blues for that regard, the, the recruitment that they've been doing. Yeah. You know, you look at the players in the Ospreys side. Yeah. And, like I say it time and again, like to have a squad like that in the Challenge Cup is just like unfathomable. Yeah. And now you look at the all the statements of intent that the Blues have been making and signing these Wales internationals. And if they end up in the Challenge Cup, it's, just, it's the same again. It's like, well, hang on, boys. So, you know, it's, it's a massive game. And like you said, it only gives them a shot. they obviously got to play in the playoff final against whoever finishes fourth in the other pool um, you, conference. You, but yeah, it's it's a massive game. All-space
2: coach, yeah, Alan Clark, uh, yesterday, um, he was quick to point out that when the Ospreys have had all the internationals or when I say all the internationals when they've been able to pick from the internationals that they picked up 47 points this season well, yeah, yeah they were flying you know, at the start yeah, of the
0: season yeah. mm-hmm. and then they like, over November and then Six Nations It's when they've fallen off a cliff Yeah, and ultimately yeah. like I always said when the Scarlet's won the league they won it in those periods yeah. because they didn't drop as many points as people yeah. can do. Same with Connacht the year before. Yeah. like their second tier players really stepped up, and that you know I vaguely remember off the top of my head games against Leinster and Glasgow yeah, and teams great. like that. Yeah. And you come annoying with points, whereas you know I always think the teams that manage those periods better will will ultimately finish at the right end of the table, and the Ospreys just haven't done that. And
2: no, the and, Ospreys improved in at Six Nations, and I you know yeah. I thought it rock bottom when he has gone hammered in Connacht. Yeah. You know the second string.
1: It's always but, felt that way though with the Osprey decision. E- even though this, I suppose Alan Clark insists that the sort of rotation theory is, is sort of over exaggerated. He's only ever really rotated heavily once and that was Monster away. But it did always yeah, feel that like I could come back and it, It did always feel <laughs> yeah, like yeah. with the Ospreys it was either
0: all or nothing, was wasn't the, it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well you look at Central Six Nations, they've gone unbeaten. Yeah.
2: You know, they've had a brilliant tour of South Africa. beating uh, beaten yeah. the dragons. That South Africa tour, I think, has been a key as well because you could I covered both those games and via uh, the TV, and um, you could uh, it seemed to be it seemed to be you know it looked like they really enjoyed themselves. Yeah. The players and uh, that's the vibe that's coming back. It was a, the tour was a mix. They had plenty of things to do, as well as the rugby. They had a good time over there. They bonded, and uh, this match could be coming at the right time for them. The other
0: big news, of course, as well them is they could you know sounded positive over uh Alan Wynne Jones and George North yesterday
2: well Clark said that one of, you know they hopefully at least one of them would be playing yeah. I think North is fit I think it could be Alan Win maybe touch and go Yeah, but that, does, they could know, both be in there. you know one or, or both yeah. one or both of those two back yeah, yeah this
0: is uh it's a huge positive you know, Alan
2: Wynne Jones well. would certainly stiffen up any pack in the world wouldn't he
0: yeah absolutely do you think Adam Bird and
1: Bradley Davis ain't doing
2: Not bad, he's played really well, he's found some form, he's pushing now, he's back pushing, he's been his best form for a few years, and he's pushing again for the World Squad again.
1: Absolutely, I think that's that's Cardiff Blues, Ospreys put to bed, before we put it to bed, um, obviously Judgment Day Presser yesterday, uh, we did get to speak to Dylan Lewis, Cardiff Blues prop, Uh, he had a few things to say about the Blues, Wales and coffee, so here's what he had to say. Now joined by Card Blues and Wales
3: Prop. Dylan Lewis, how are you doing Dylan? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, good. Um how's, how's the coffee business going? <laughs> uh yeah, fat dragon's gonna real at the moment actually. It's uh it's keeping me busy anyway outside of rugby, which I quite enjoy. I don't like to be sad still. So yeah, me and Brad me and Brad really enjoyed it and uh, it's going well, yeah. Always always see his teammates sort of sporting the <laughs> that's, Yeah, That's good. good yeah. Advertising. <laughs> It's, well, they won't. They won't buy any coffee unless they're getting free hats, So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've worked out. Just keep them stocked with some hats. Um, Willis is a constant. wearer right? Willis loves wearing a snapback. So, yeah, all the boys are good. To be fair, they really support. So away from the coffee, you also play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how has how, this season uh, been for you? Then have you found it? Yeah, it's been um, on a personal note. It's been one of the better seasons I've had. um, had a lot more exposure a lot more game time with the Cardiff, with Cardiff Blues which going into the season realistically was you know my, my main goal was um, you know work myself into into the starting team um, as often as I could um, and then whatever else came after it was obviously a bonus um, but you know apart from the the regional exposure the international exposure has been uh, excellent as well exactly because that's that's, that's that's not going too bad either <laughs> is it? no um, yeah I just, obviously fortunate enough to have been picked in the the autumn uh, played my first uh, my first tet- my first home test uh, against Scotland uh, played like 70 plus minutes which I wasn't ready for I'll be honest um, I ever was it after that uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah it's uh, since the autumn is taken off and um, again like fortunate enough to have been picked in the six nations and um, and sort of given the opportunity and they showed some faith in me and um, Played me, yeah. What's what's the atmosphere like in the Wales camp when you're sort
1: of fourteen games on and That must just be like sort of everyone's walking on sort of on air at that point, isn't
3: it? Yeah. Um, it's obviously it's, it's mad to be involved in that now because you know you've got the likes of Alan Wynne, Foxy, etc. Who've been there for so many years, and and they're only now being a part of that. Um, so for me to, you know, get my first real taste of international rugby and and sort of be on that you know, that journey, so to speak, um, with them, but it's just, yeah, it's a bit surreal, and um, it's one of those things you have to sort of pinch yourself, you know, when they say, oh, you've just, you know, 14 games unbeaten, and, and you've just, you know, won the Grand Slam, etc. It's, it's something, you know, as a, as a kid growing up, and, you know, 99% of kids playing rugby, you know, mini juniors, and growing up, you know, the one thing they'll all say they want to do is play for Wales one day, and it's, it's one of those things which, you know, I was no different. Um, and you could say it was a dream come true so to speak yeah, there's a small tournament in japan sort of on the horizon isn't there <laughs> yeah um, there's a lot there's a lot <laughs> to do before that i think um, yeah it's just, you know we've got pre-season you know in switzerland and uh, turkey which i've you know i've been told by everyone that switzerland isn't a nice <laughs> experience um so yeah, there's obviously a lot to do before that, and there's the the four warm-up games, um, which will be uh, exciting. But yeah, obviously the you know the end goal is just Japan, yeah. Uh,
1: moving back to the Blues, obviously um, this was the first year sort of being back
3: in in the Champions Cup. How, how did you find that? Um, it was my first, also my first experience of Champions Cup. Um, you know, you speak to, speak to the likes of you know Gareth Jenkins, um, and he sort of just said to me, he's like. You probably want to experience anything like it, um, and you obviously take that with a pinch of salt, and you're like, ah, it's just a game of rugby, blah, blah. blah. What, what does he know? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's one of those things. I saw, oh, you know, Glasgow, and you're like, wow, well, they yeah. play Glasgow every year, and, but it is a completely different animal, and you know, it's, especially when you're coming up against the French sides, and we had Sarsen's home, you know, home and away, and you know, it's Sars- the name Sarsen speaks for themselves, and. Yeah. They were obviously just different animal, but it's 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 the it's the games like that you you want to play in because you know can't come up against like Macos, obviously one, one of the best loose heads in the world at the moment, um, and you really get a taste of you know what what that standard of rugby's like and, and you you learn a lot from those games, um, you know when they, when he's rubbing your head on the floor and you know he's teaching you some lessons, but yeah it's it's, it's definitely those games you want to be playing in and, and that comes to, you know Saturday with so much. So much on the line for us, really. So you know, it's like a semi-final. If you know, if we win the game, obviously we get the opportunity again, then to play. Uh, we love a playoff game, then for the Champions Cup, and you know, it's something on a personal note. That I think you know that. Well, we've definitely spoke about it as a team. Is it's something we want again next year, and you know, you you want to be in the top, the top competitions, playing against the best teams, and you know, it can only benefit you as a team and, and as a player. So yeah. So I suppose that. You know, this year, and I suppose especially that that double header against Saracens
1: showed that you're not all that far away from being able to c- compete regularly in in the highest competition because you know you were decimated by injuries when you were away to Saracens, and you, you still led at half time, and then the week out against yeah. the Arms Park, you know, led once more.
3: Yeah, um, you know, I think <laughs> I think we do well as the underdogs, um, which is quite frustrating. And it's a sort of mindset we need to get away from. But, but yeah, like you said, we you know. We <laughs> we played a lot of good rugby against some of the better teams and even months away we were in it for 60 minutes and then just the last 20 just it all falls apart but yeah like going back to Saracen's um, you know I think we boxed quite clever you know the coaches sort of come in with a game plan which, which worked really well for us for for the majority of that game and then like you said it's, it's the last 20 minutes where we you know we, we slip off but yeah there's a lot you know there's a lot of positives we can take out of some of those bigger games this year and been a bit of an up and down season but again like you said you know we're not a million miles a million miles away in certain aspects yeah and then this year judgment day it really is judgment day
1: isn't it? (laughs) it's a winner takes all isn't
3: it yeah um you know like i said it's 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 nice to come into the back end of the season with with something to play for um you know it makes it all that more competitive and it's it's not just another game of rugby and you know i think judgment day is a is a game everyone sort of chucks in the calendar and every player wants to play in um, a special occasion to obviously play in the stadium um, but yeah it's um we spoke quite a lot about it um in terms of you know what what's on the line for us as as a team and going back to the champions cup you know we obviously understand that that's accomplished we want to be playing in regularly what's you know playing in a welsh derby what's that like i suppose
1: being a sort of front row forward you always got all that uh Niggle anyway, sort of being sort of that close proximity with the front row, and then Welsh derby. So it's it's all these sort of
3: players that you know so well. It must it must add a sort of extra dimension to it. Yeah, I don't think there's any easy derby really. Um, you can always expect you know to get you know beat up, really battered. It's it's always it's always physical. Um, like you said, you're playing against a lot of familiar faces, and, and there's opportunity as well for a lot of boys to put their hands up for you know international spots, etc. With obviously the World Cup uh, around the corner and. Um, it put put these uh, puts these games obviously in a bit more of an important situation. So yeah, we probably expect an attack game on the weekend. And just speaking to Elliot D about sort of the, di- the dimension of uh, <laughs> you got you got Owen Lee like,
1: distracting <laughs> <the record. laughs> yeah. yeah, speaking to Elliot D about sort of dimension of uh, sort of Welsh derbies, you know, coming up against people like Ken Owens, Rob Evans, as, as much as they're sort of a rival in a niggle. Did he have anything good to say about Ken? Nothing, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely nothing, nothing. I think, I think he said something like, you know, he's gone, he's gone, just yeah. injured, <laughs> gone you know? I don't
3: think he said a good word about any of that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, he was saying, you know, as well as there being a bit of niggle, there's also a bit of sort of banter, especially, you know, with someone like Rob Evans. What, what's the sort of, I um, suppose, the funniest sort
3: of thing that you've sort of heard of The Coalface? Of Rob Evans? Or anyone. Uh, uh, but,
1: but it's probably going to be Rob Evans, isn't it? Uh, no, well, <laughs>
3: um, probably the funniest was Playmaloo Reed. <laughs> Playing with Lou Reed and we're in the line out and he's midway through a game and he just, he's just he's just throwing his hands up in the end of the line and gone, Put your hands up if you want turkey for dinner and he's just stood there like ah his <laughs> um, But yeah, we another one with Lou Reed actually. I think it was like Carl Quinn's away maybe. Um and we were on a bit of a tough time in the scrum. And as we're going backwards, he's making reverse noises, he's like beep, 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 as we go backwards in the scrum. So he was definitely a massive character, 12. Um, he's a big loss to us. <laughs> but uh, he's a good guy, yeah. So yeah, that's, that, was, that must be helpful. That must <laughs> yeah. be helpful too when you're going in. Definitely there. encouraging, yeah. There we go. Um, I, think we'll, I think
1: we'll leave it there. That's, that should be plenty. Um, so how much coffee have I got a bite to buy get, to get a hat and a sponsorship on the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> too much. Too, too,
3: too much. I'm his normal bag off me <laughs> <laughs> to this day. You, you ain't got a cap. No. <laughs> you won't fit his head. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, that was uh, Dylan Lewis. Interesting chat. Enjoyed a bit of banter there. Let's move on to the second game, which is the first game. Yeah. On the day. Uh, Scarlets versus the Dragons it's a game it's a winner for the Scarlets isn't it they could finish they could finish Saturday being either 5th
2: 4th or 3rd yeah. in their conference they could qualify like through you automatically yeah <laughs> they, they could,
0: let's assume that's not going to happen why because it's, so I, if I you look know at the I other
2: fixtures right? Glasgow got to beat Edinburgh really, because you think Munster don't have Connacht, Munster you would thought may be fully loaded now because um, uh, they won a home yeah. semi-final. And Glasgow. And Connacht already. Yeah, yeah, Glasgow, I can see so that. And Glasgow, so Munster and Glasgow are competing for a home semi-final. So, you would think that Glasgow will want to beat Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah I, I can, can see them
0: getting fourth. Yeah. I can't see Benetton losing to Zebra though.
2: That's a way again. Zebra, yeah, yeah, I a derby. I can't see. Zebra
0: are the worst team in this league, you know I do. Are they worse than dragons. They are worse than our very own dragons. Are they? Right.
2: Yeah, I would have thought that Benetton. There's a good chance that Benetton. I, I would have thought Benetton will win that game. I would imagine it'd be a high score and end of the season for like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, you know, Scarlets. If, if they get into Europe, then
2: <sighs> the Scarlets mind the Scarlets Sure now we've got a really good chance of putting pressure on Edinburgh. Because Edinburgh have got to match the Scarlets. Whatever the Scarlets do against the Dragons, Edinburgh got to match them. To yep. Stay Edinburgh in the table. Okay. So that would, uh, you know, that if the Dragons can get a bonus point victory. Uh, Scarlets can get a bonus point victory against the Dragons. Edinburgh are gonna have to get a bonus point victory at Glasgow to finish ahead of the Scarlets. So what so you prefer, so, innit?
0: What would you rather be first, Because obviously they they kick off like four hours before. Yeah, timings are interesting
1: is not they yeah, so would you it,
2: rather be, set your stall out or I think in this case it sets a stall out against Edinburgh Yeah. because as you pointed out now we think that Benetton will get that third place and I think this puts more pressure on Edinburgh they're going to have to go into that match against Glasgow chasing a bonus point win rather than a, a, in all probably in all probability I would say I would expect the scouts to do a job on the Dragons Yeah. and um and um, so Edinburgh, then you know, how do they approach that game in mindset?
1: It reminds me of six, that Six Nations Super there a few years ago, doesn't it? where Wales played first, hmm. then Ireland, then and England. England yeah. Wales yeah. set the stall out, Ireland better it, and then England, last yeah. in the day, just couldn't, hmm. couldn't go one step further, could they? But yeah. the other thing with the Edinburgh game, and this is probably helps the Scarlets, is the fact that Munster are playing the same time as Glasgow, and exactly. Munster and Glasgow are going against each other, so Glasgow. Don't know what they need to do to top that conference. So they just got to go. They just got go and win. Yeah,
2: yeah. They need only a straight win. Mm. But if Edith, say, Edinburgh came out that game with two points, it's not enough for them if the Scalas do a job.
0: Yeah, it's Scar- it's you know, the need to be fully loaded. And do you know why they all put the score points? Yeah, I,
2: I think the Scalas can. I think they will finish, do a job, and finish fourth in the table, and then if you have a shootout for that final place in Europe against the winner uh, uh, Blues and Ospreys it. and you do know why you could call for that match to be played back in the stadium again in a yeah. few weeks time because that would be a real Welsh final why not <laughs> why not can you say why not sell that out because price it right because if it's if it's the Blues or the Ospreys they're you not going to
1: give up home advantage to play in Principality. of they
2: play Card City you stadium? Know. no
0: <laughs> huh?
3: No. no, not for me, Clive.
2: Mm-hmm. Who is? Um, yeah. Funny enough, you've got the table in front of you. Mm-hmm. They? Who would have the uh, Vand- Who's got the most points out of the Blues, Ospreys, and the Scarlets? Uh, so, it so it's U- Blues A- Ospreys A- have home advantage. So right. Yeah, it would be Blues Ospreys, I think. Yeah, fifty-five. Yeah, it would be Blues yeah. or Ospreys. So one of them's got home advantage. but the Ospreys have one great stadium. It was twenty odd. Yeah. uh the blues in Cardiff, they get card if they go you know they got potential if they want to try and make some money to finance some new signings ins perhaps because need to think of moving in the next door
0: do you sacrifice the atmosphere for that though
2: well teams do all the time at the end of the day these teams got money problems they always come in for more cash here's your chance I'm not sure here's your chance I'm not sure you'd have to balance it up how much you couldn't even make out the champions Cup
0: yeah that's the thing to that, you know, which is <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that. one for the money men, not not the likes of yeah. But that. in
2: Wales, we seem to be reluctant. You touched on it earlier about Judgment Day. Oh, I if you're some of the fancies and ticket holders, about coming to Cardiff. Well, Cardiff's not a laugh, laugh on man. I think is it. You know, in England, Bath, Bristol, and Twickenham. How far away yeah. is that? No. Stuff like that. In England they'd be paid to put these big matches on yeah, Saracen, at major grounds.
1: Saracen, Saracens played Munster in Coventry. That didn't exactly work out well, did it? No. I know. They,
2: they would have been better off playing out at Wembley. I, that was I, only 16,000. Oh, that surprised me. Six, only 16,000 odd that game. I know it was Easter weekend, but that showed not a lot of Munster people come over because they weren't probably expecting Munster to win. Which backs most, up my argument. I've been saying all season, Munster are not a great squad or a great team. <laughs> But they are that's currently
0: the, second in the pro fourteen in, in conference by a stretch. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna qualify for Europe automatically. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, but <laughs> which good. is more than any of our regions. <laughs> as are as are all the provinces.
2: Uh, yeah, all their provinces are qualified. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. straight away. Yeah. That's nice, isn't it? That's, a, yeah. that's a lovely. that's will lovely That would deep beat ba- <laughs> down there another time. Get Simon Thomas in for that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, you you Budgets. Mm. But obviously it's just,
1: it's a big thing for the Scarlets to qualify for Europe because they've, they always, they've always been in the top tier of Europe.
2: Yes, yeah, they, they missed the first uh, season in Europe because there um, was only a few teams in Europe, actually six teams, so they didn't make it. But since then they've been in every year and you've got to say it when you look at over the years, they punched above their weight and they got this European history, similar to Munster really. At, um, you know, Brian O'Driscoll said two years ago when he's a Leinster player, that he thought Scarlets really interested him, sort of team he liked like to play for, and he, compared to, he said they like Munster, you know, they're out in the country, and they that sort of team. And I remember when Lee Davis, the ex-World Centre, was captain of the uh, Scarlets, and he, he said it was Europe that turned them on. And uh, they just got this tradition with Europe. It does something for them, generally. Yeah. And, you know, they've been, they'd, yes, really, they've been, a, over the years, they've been a stand up team in Europe. Despite what Blues fans might say,
1: remember the last time they nearly missed out on Europe twenty fifteen. We came down to came to to go was the final day, didn't they? Priestland's last game, and they only just nicked it. Ken Owens carried that team on his back for about the last five weeks of that season, just that to show you how much it meant to that region.
3: Yeah,
0: funny enough, he's carried them on his back at times this year as well, playing number eight at times. Yeah. yeah, no, I, in fact, it was that game Mike Kevin against Leicester when obviously the, the Champions Cup. Was dead and he was playing number eight, and he was absolutely phenomenal. And the game meant nothing, but don't uh, yep. you know he screamed a place down when he scored. And uh, you know talk about what it means to someone. Mm. If there's a man you want to follow in the battle, it's it's him, isn't it?
2: So what shirt will he be wearing this weekend? Hmm? What shirt will he have on his back this weekend? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> this one.
1: Funny enough, speaking of uh, Ken Owens. He'll be coming up against his Wales teammate and rival, Elliot D, uh, who is uh, another player that we spoke to yesterday, and he had a little bit to say about Ken as well as the Dragons and that little tournament in Japan later in the year. Here's what he had to say. How are you doing, Elliot?
4: Yeah, all good, thanks. Jason. Yourself? Not
1: too bad, Elliot. That's very kind. Very polite. Normally when you get players on it, it's straight straight <laughs> to business, answer the questions. You won't believe it. Ellis Jenkins. Ah, blanks, yeah. Bradley Davis is the same. Elliot, polite, polite young man. That's, that's a that's a that's a real bonus. So yeah, let's um, let's let's talk rugby. It's uh, judgment day. Looking forward to that.
4: Yeah, obviously, um, sort of the uh, date in the calendar for I, I'm sure all the boys look at at uh, the start of the season. You want to be involved in in a game of this sort of stature. Um, get to play at the the national stadium, which is obviously, in my opinion. One of the best stadiums, or if not the best stadium in the world, um, and it's just a, a, an all-round great day to to be involved in, really.
1: I suppose f- f- from the Dragons' point of view, it's about signing the season off on, on a high, isn't it? Cause it's not been the easiest of seasons. Yeah,
4: definitely. Um, look, we'd, everyone's aware that um, we've been up against it. Really, um, a lot of the stuff has happened behind the scenes, but um, we're all sort of funny. Committed and focused on putting in a good performance on the weekend, and we're desperate to get that uh, that other derby win. And um, look, we're going to come here and, and give it our best and sort of um, try and put performance and, and try and get that win on the weekend, sign the season off on a high. So, t- talk me through what's the second half of
1: the season been like since sort of Kerry came in and, and sort of took over.
4: Um, it's it's been a tough one, sort of the the latter stages. Um, I think. Um, like I said earlier we've all the boys have got a massive respect for Kerry and um, I think we sort of showed that with the, the performances immediately after um, he came into the role um, we had a good performance out in Claremont um, not the result we wanted but uh, a good sort of dogged performance um, we then went on to the Blues and I think that was a, a game that we should have won really um, it's tough there's a it was a referee indecision right to the death that sort of took it away from us and, and then we got that uh, that derby win we were searching for against the Ospreys. Um, so I think that sort of showed the amount of respect that the boys had for have, have for Kerry and um, I think we just, look, ever knows it's been tough, we just, we just want to sort of finish the season on a high and um, push on and we, we all want to look to improve next season what are your feelings for next season then? Um, at the moment it's sort of things are still up in the air we, we haven't got an answer on a coach and um, on, on signings and and that's sort of well, that's sort of tough in itself but like we, we've got a job to do on the weekend and, and our job is to come out and, and try and win a rugby games so that, I think that's where all the boys are focused on uh, come Saturday.
1: I suppose that's sort of been the overarching sort of thing of this season, isn't it? It's just—it seems like it's been tough on all the players, just yeah. because there's been so much uncertainty.
4: Uh, have you ever experienced a sort of season like this? No, I was talking about it earlier. Um, I've never experienced a, a season like this. Um, but it hasn't just been tough for us; it's been—it's been tough for uh, for all the regions. Um, I don't want to sort of dive into it, but there's been things going on um, in all the regions. There's been uncertainty between uh, uncertainty. Amongst the regions and and for players who have to make big decisions, players coming out of contract and look, all, all these things are tough. Um, people think we're just throwing a ball around on the weekend, but um, there's sort of mental pressure and uh, at the end of the day, it's a job, and you, you've got to look after sort of yourself and your family. And um, there's been a lot of things to sort of think about. How, how'd, how'd you get away from it then? That that mental pressure. Uh, I probably don't. Um. <laughs> I'm I'm the one who sort of switches off um, easily, but um, look, you've got to... It's not healthy to think rugby, rugby, rugby all the time. You've got to sort of try and f- find things to do, if, if that's walking your dog or getting away somewhere or um, treating your missus or something like that. Um, that's more pressure. That's more pressure. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got pressure in rugby and then pressure when you go home. <laughs> you've got to take off. Uh, No, i just, um just got to try and... Um, Focus as much as you can on rugby when you're actually there in the environment and then just sort of try and do your best to unwind them when, yeah. when you're at home and in your downtime. So, oh, um, indeed, yeah. so any, any sort of hobbies then? What, what, what do you do in your downtime? Um, I'm quite boring at the moment. Um, <laughs> I suppose it was that story about my dog, I spend a bit of time with my dog. Um, I just do the normal boring uh, rugby players, definitely. Really, you go for a coffee with the same boys that you spend all your time <laughs> with. All your time with in the days. Um,
1: a discount Nando's, is it?
4: Yeah. <laughs> coffee, Nando's. Um, yeah, it's quite boring, really. Oh, well. I wouldn't mind it.
1: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, mo- moving on to, to judgment day, up against uh, the Scarlets, uh, Ken Owens, someone you've probably gone to know quite well. What, what's it like facing Ken?
4: Um... Look, it'd be, it'd be great in the weekend they're the games you want to be involved in you want to play against the best players and um, play against players you sort of compete with at, um, at various levels and that'd be a great battle on, on Saturday um, no one can none of us are going to take a back step and um, this matchup's all around the field so um, look I think it's about going to war on Saturday and trying to come out with our win and doing what it takes but then also staying friends after the game and Having a beer and having, having a bit of banter, having a having a laugh afterwards as well.
1: What's what's it like competing for the Wales jersey against Ken? Because he does seem like someone who would just probably stay out and on the training pitch to make sure he's on a lap
4: after you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I got to do another one after him. <laughs> exactly. um, no, it's obviously um, it's great to work alongside and, and, and to compete with um, with Ken. He's uh, obviously a great player. He's he's done everything you can in the game. Um, Lions, Wales, World Cups, tight Six Nations titles, I got a lot of respect for him, but um, I think it's, it's only right and it's only healthy to sort of want to sort of do one better and, uh, and want to um, compete for that jersey and get that jersey. Um, but that's why you play the game at the end of the day, to be the best in yourself and, and um, I'm sure Saturday is going to be another great battle.
1: And obviously, being in the front row, it, it's, it's literally a case of you are face to face with your sort of rival for eighteen minutes. Do you ever sort of is there a bit of
4: banter or when you're in, in the scrum? Yeah, it's always uh, always good banter. Um, I'm not sure if um, Rob is playing on the weekend, but um, <laughs> I'm sure that you would um, give a bit of. Uh, I was going to say a swear word then, but a bit of uh, trash talk. Um, <laughs> but he's obviously a. a a great boy, funny character. Um, no, be, um, it's gonna it's gonna be tough up front. We know this. We know the scarlets. Uh, w- we probably haven't put our best foot forward in the last couple of meetings. We've probably sh- struggled with um, injury and uh, squad depth at, at times. And it, it seems to be that it's every time we play the scarlets, we've got uh, quite a few injuries. But um, like, I'm not taking nothing away f- from them. They they thoroughly deserve the. The last couple of victories against us but now we want to sort of right some wrongs and, and we are looking to get that uh, second derby win this weekend
1: what's the the funniest thing you've ever heard in the in the scrum then rob evans if you have
4: to uh, rob makes these funny noises but um just probably I, I, I won't name Udani but you had someone there off a big fat one time <laughs> it's funny at the time and then you start to smell like that so how <laughs> he <Heath> was it <laughs> yeah it's not, uh, not the nicest. Oh, fair enough um,
1: looking, looking at the Dragons away record how, how does that sort of serve so of the players how, how do you find that in the sort of four years now is that something that's always sort of in the back of
4: your mind um, no to be honest it's, it's not something that um, we you don't go into games uh, thinking, oh, luck, like we haven't won for four years. Like, it's something that we, its obviously a monkey on our back, but it's, it's something we should have, um, we should have and could have uh, changed to that but in South Africa two weeks ago. I think that obviously the scoreline didn't reflect the, the last game, but if you look oh. at it, we were leading on, uh, we obviously drew against the Kings and that was a game that we left four tries out on the field. Um, it was bitterly disappointing and, and then against the Cheetahs, um, if you look at it, we're leading on 60 minutes. Um, there's a few funny decisions, I think. Um, and then even on 74 minutes, it's 17-13. And, and then you look at the final score, you think, where did that come from? Th- 38 points. Um, yeah, it's obviously a, a sort of monkey on our back. And um, I think this counts as a home game on the weekend anyway. So it's not something we're going to rectify <laughs> on the weekend, which is, which is got in. But... Um, Look, everyone at the Dragons is um, striving to do their best, and that's something we wanna we wanna put right, and something I'm, I'm sure we will put right next season. Okay, just
1: final, final, quick question. just It's obviously a big year um, with the World Cup on the horizon. Just, 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 what do you see the rest of twenty nineteen holding for you?
4: Well, it's it's hard to look a, look ahead um, too far, but you'd be lying if you said you, you didn't have sort of one eye on it. Um, so. It's obviously a, a dream of mine. Something I think every young boy in Wales grows up wanting to play for play for his country and cut um, to a World Cup and play for the country on on the biggest stage. Um, but I've, we we've all got a job to do Saturday, and it's something that I'm I'm totally 100% committed on is finishing the season on a high with the Dragons and and then being able to look on from there really brilliant stuff I think before you can do all that you've got to have your photo taken
1: right? your wow. pro, profile picture uh, it? <laughs> we could do so yeah that was uh, Elliot's
2: take on pretty much everything um, so yeah let's move on to predictions just one thing uh, yeah we were coming to the prediction Coast of course the Dragons they They need to win this game to avoid finishing bottom of their conference yeah. um, so you know we could say oh, there's nothing on it for them but there is in that sense um, because I think the Kings are playing the Cheaters so, yeah, the Dragons need to try and get off the bottom of the table. So, that is, must be some sort of motivator for them.
0: Does this, if they win five games this season, is, that, is the difference between four wins and five wins make a successful season for the Dragons? Nah. Regardless of where they finish? <laughs> no,
2: no, absolutely not. They, they won two be, games last year. Yeah, but it's not successful. They, got, they, they, they had the record number of players in a Wales team in the autumn, and look how many they got in the Wales squadron it's for the Six Nations. I mean, winners. The, well, the Dragons, are, unfortunately for the Dragons, they have failed to make Rodney Parade into any sort of fortress. They, you know, they struggle to win at home. That's what they got to do first, They start winning their own games. You know, Really, this season, to me, they, this season would have been successful if they won about seven league matches. And I think they got the players. They they have got good, good players there. It's just for some reason they cannot turn it into wins on a pitch.
0: Yeah, they haven't won they haven't won more than four games since 2014-15 Which is when they won eight. So that's the kind of record you want them to see. You could couldn't you make a case to say that progress I don't know if it, it feels like an awful season for the Dragons I know that.
2: I can't see no progress when he you, you know, lost the lens, the stroke second stroke thirds in Newport by a you know, by a cricket score. <laughs> And, uh, and other performances and uh, out in South Africa against the Cheaters they never looked like uh, they were leading 70 minutes ago without ever looking like they were going to win a match yeah. uh, I can't when you look at the players they got there I can't see much signs of progress because I think those players should be, uh, be uh, producing a lot better results so, you know is it down to them or is it down to the coaching and you say about progress yet yeah, they sat their coach in December so what does that say? It says it wasn't working yeah, I feel that like
1: there we go predictions
0: okay, okay. Uh, oh, the first one the first
2: game I'm sorry the first game of the
0: Scarlet, yeah. Yeah. First. Scarlet's yeah. with a bonus point here we are yeah you can't I can't see
2: anything else mind you <sighs>
1: Judge Scarlet's versus Dragon's judgement is always a bit of a damn squib where it's sort of
0: I think they've done the right thing putting it on first though because when that game is on second well, normally the fans when that game's on second like the stadium empties and then the stadium feels like a stadium that is emptying mm. I, I, you I, know I, what I mean f- like I, flash, yeah. the atmosphere, <laughs> so, atmosphere. Well, you're working Wi-Fi uh, Wi-Fi issues <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no I, yeah so putting their own first is a good thing but
2: uh, you two I must say you two are doing your best to ensure that the fans to only turn up for the second game why? you're no, I, I down? just said scarlet dragons, damn squib, and all this. You calling it and all that? I didn't call it that. Huh? You did. need to be more I positive, guys. <laughs> 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 you need <laughs> to be more positive. You you start me, talking up. Well, you, you give me, me a chance to get, to get into to, the, to
0: you the game. Give me a chance to get into my spiel. I was about to fly there, and then you you cut me off. You clipped my wings. I called it that. I called it damn that. squib. <laughs> no, I, I think it could be more interesting than, than uh, you suggest. Like the dragons, you know, it's the last game of the regular season like as we've alluded to it's been a a terrible year for them um by and large there's a lot of quality on that side as we've also mentioned and if the scarlet's go out to score four tries from the off like they have to build to that point they can't just i don't want to see them kick into the corner in the first three minutes when there's three points off you know that that smacks of a team that's maybe you know a little bit fast and loose like they have to, they have to grind down the dragons because they're going to be up for it's going to be you know in the big house last game of the season. It won't be sixty odd thousand fans there for that, but they will be you know tens of thousands, and uh, you know they, they've got a point to prove, haven't they? I see so, it. I see it being like
1: the game against Zebra, where until they got that bonus point right, they, Scarlett looked a little nervy, didn't they, a little bit? Yeah. Pick and go. We didn't really want to put too much width on the ball. And then as soon as they got that bonus point, it was coast to coast, scoring tries with fun. Wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think the scarlets have got too much quality, right? But it, 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 I don't think it's going to be straightforward for them by any stretch. Oh, but yeah. I, I think they will eventually get a bonus well, point. The
2: Dragons, yeah, you know, they should be fired up for this game. They should want us to finish the season on a high to give them something, something to cling on to for, for next season. So they need to turn into a... Yeah. However, that win the Scalas had against Eber, but they a not on the world of good, the confidence, yeah, and all that. You know, I think that the, the drivers only won two matches as Kenny Jones took over as coach. One was against that. I think the Romanian team, and the yeah, other was a Ospreys, Ospreys. on. Uh, was that New Year's Day or something that time? Uh, when he played well, actually. No, it wasn't New You day. know, they have to repeat that sort of performance. December thirtieth. Yeah. There you go. So, right, other game. Other game.
1: Ospreys versus the Guard blues. Gone boys. That's tough. Oh you
0: don't
2: house, <laughs> got, you I I want to touch Alan, do you?
0: jump straight I I got my one. view, I'll,
2: I'll lead you off if you want me to. Uh, I am giving you twice a chance, fir- chance, chance
0: first chance transfers. Oh I tell you what, a lot depends on Alan Jones and George North for me. Um, but the Ospreys are flying at the moment. They are flying. Um, you know the blues you know, they haven't really got much momentum because our recent results have gone. So I think it's always a bit more difficult when you're trying to, you know, stop the rot, so to speak. Um, and the Ospreys, you know, conversely, are three wins on a spin. Um, and you know, you could argue they're about to get two of their best players back. You know, I think it's all going. You know, I'm talking myself into an Ospreys win. I think. Yeah. Ospreys by five. Both. By f- sorry, I thought you said five points.
2: I stole my son then, because of, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> looking, looking at the way the Blues have played the last few weeks, it's been they can score tries on distance, no problem. But they, they can't. they against the Munster; so they just could not compete in
0: the tight. They, Ospre- Os- they, yeah, they, yeah, really they did rally against Connacht, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I think Ospreys just going to try to choke them out the game. I know the Ospreys scored some nice tries in South Africa, but I mean, I, you know, I probably, I probably could have crossed for a try against the Kings. Um, it's like a village that's a,
2: big, that's <laughs> like, a huge <laughs> statement Ben <laughs> and even oh, God. I, see uh, me, I I seen you moving around the office yeah huh?
1: <laughs> like J.J. <J>. Williams <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah you know even against the Dragons Dan Evans got four tries but I don't think I don't think it's it's one for the sort of Dragons defensive highlight reel is it but I don't think that matters to the Ospreys because they're not going to go there trying to to run the Blues off the park it's going to be choke them up front take the pointer on their offer and keep, keep the Blues sort of at arm's length which I think they'll
2: do yeah I think if the Blues get enough ball they may be able to do some damage yeah. however the Ospreys will be playing a, a territorial game they'll be pinging them back into the corners I imagine yeah. I would have thought they'd pick Sam Davis for this game a 10 for his kicking game mm. and uh, they'd be just looking to strangle the um the Blues, if Alan Jones Jones uh, played, even though we got, like you said, we got Bradley Davis option and um, Adam Beard, you know they're capable. of doing a job on the Blues pack. I think they did. Am I right in saying they did a job on them earlier in the season? Twenty points in seventeen. In Swan- yeah, in Swansea, but they played. You know they could give him a bit of. A, they strangled them a bit, and that. But however, you know Ospreys have got obviously good backs with North Owen Morgan, etc. Corey has been playing well. Uh, Dan Evans top player and all that however if the Blues uh, get some ball and those centres are on Song uh, and Owen Lane etc and and Mm Ansgar and Evans they could do some damage but it's all going to be down to how the Blues forwards perform they're going to really have to uh, step it up I suggest so I am going to go which I think I'm going to stick with the Ospreys because I think that's an Africa trip but I am going to put a bit of a caveat in there, thinking if the Blues get uh, plenty of ball, they, you know they might well be in business. It's going to be a fascinating game. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the, the uh, uh, Scarlets, uh, um, you know, cope with the pressure that's going to be on them.
1: There we go. So the Ospreys or the Blues.
0: You said Ospreys. I said Ospreys. Ospreys. I said Ospreys. I think
2: I said, I think I said Ospreys last week, but because you jokers now both jumped on a bandwagon and gone for the Ospreys, you almost <laughs> it almost tempted me to change my <laughs> mind.
1: Last seventy minute Gareth Hans getting
0: penalty. Do you know what it could come down to that? I hope don't it match. doesn't happen. I hope, really, really I hope it doesn't I hope happen.
2: happen
0: I hope it doesn't oh god. Yeah. god anyway let's end on that I know a
2: going to be a great weekend yeah. well let's hope it actually ends with a, let's hope it's a tight of a someone a a great try a the end
1: There we go. That's all for the Welsh Rugby podcast today.
3: You can catch all the build-up to Judgment Day and all the live coverage on Saturday on Wales Online. Online.